0: part five remus woke up to light between the curtains he had forgot to close all the way and a heavy warm weight around him he was hot with his sweatshirt and sweatpants on and the weight and he tried briefly to kick it off only it held him tighter he opened his eyes starting a little as lips brushed his skin he held very still sirius made a noise in his sleep and shifted rolling onto his back a little and pulling remus with him Remus found himself with his head resting on Sirius's shoulder and his nose pressed into his neck. One of Sirius's hands had fallen on Remus's waist and the other by Remus's head, fingers in his hair, brushing his neck. Remus was sure he was never going to breathe properly again. His eyes found the clock on the hotel bedside table. It read 6.24 in the morning. The team would leave for the airport at 8.30. They had time. Remus let out a quiet breath. They had a lot of time. The light was soft and Remus felt in a haze, like he was in a different world and it was just the two of them. He could close his eyes right now, pretend to be asleep, and do whatever he wanted. He shut his eyes and pressed into Sirius's neck, letting his lips brush there, just a little, just once. It felt like it was now or never. Never. He slowly, and what he hoped looked like sleepily, slid his hand up to rest on top of Sirius's chest. Sirius made another noise and Remus froze, keeping his breath even. Sirius's breathing stopped, held for a few moments, and then restarted. Remus could feel beneath his palm as Sirius's heart went from sleepy beats to faster, rabbit ones, like he was scared, or nervous, or... Remus squeezed his eyes shut and pretended Sirius's heart was beating so hard because he was like Remus, because he wanted, because he wanted Remus too. Remus expected to be woken up any minute, any second. He breathed Sirius in, the morning-must warmth of him, the slight sweat on his skin from his own thick sweatshirt, and prepared to remember it, prepared to cherish it, prepared for Sirius to maybe never look him in the eye ever again. He'd invited Sirius in last night to fix everything, not make it worse. And then, Sirius' hand tightened in his hair, just a little, his fingers brushing softly, almost reverently, disbelievingly, through the sandy strands. His palm cupped Remus' hip and held there, like he was trying to keep Remus from rolling away. All the while, Sirius's heart beat hard beneath Remus' palm. Remus opened his eyes where Sirius couldn't see. Remus couldn't even see past the pillow and the dark curls of Sirius' hair, but he didn't need to see any of it he could feel it. He closed his eyes again, determined to stay put, now or never. Sirius could be half asleep, he could think Remus was someone else, he could have not a clue what he was doing. Remus wanted this to last, so he breathed in and let Sirius surround him. They slept until the alarm woke them an hour later. It would have felt like a dream only neither of them had moved and Remus felt Sirius's chest shift as he reached towards the nightstand to turn off Remus's phone They both lay there for a few minutes not moving apart Sirius barely let go "Hey" Sirius said and Remus had to close his eyes again for a second cheek pressed to Sirius's voice "That was what Sirius's voice sounded like in the morning scratchy from sleep" Remus's blinks felt heavy. He couldn't remember the last time he had slept that well. "'Hi,' he replied. "'They were awake now. He should get up.' He picked up his head and looked at Sirius. "'Um, I guess I... I sort of gravitate towards...' Sirius was rubbing one of his eyes and sent Remus a little smile. "'How do you know I don't, too?' "'I... yeah,' Remus nodded. "'Yeah, I guess so. I just... yeah, sorry.' Remus sat up instantly, feeling such a cool contrast between the air and Sirius's body that he shivered. He hoped Sirius hadn't seen. Nothing to be sorry about, Sirius said, and stretched obscenely. His toes curled, and he raised his arms all the way above his head, so his sweatshirt rode up even more, nearly exposing his entire chest. His sweatpants were low, stretched across his hips, and Remus didn't think—well, he didn't see underwear anywhere in sight. "'I'm fucking starving,' Sirius said and groaned as he sat up. His hair was wavy and fluffing out around his ears. He cracked his back once and then winced, turning around to look at Remus. "'Sorry,' he said. "'Some people don't like that.' Remus blinked at him, still kneeling on the bed. It was like Sirius wasn't even phased, like everything was perfectly fine, like they hadn't just fucking snuggled all night.' Remus was busy making a list in his head. Sirius sounded like this in the morning. Sirius is hungry in the morning. He stretches. He cracks his back. Does he want coffee or tea? Re? Remus looked up. What? Oh, sorry. No, that's fine. He pushed himself off the bed, then hovered in the middle of the room. Um, do you... Are you rooming with James? I mean, you can shower here, too. I just... Sirius shrugged. I'll shower when we go home. Not worth it if I'm just going to have to do it after the plane and stuff. He shook his head. Hate flying. Remus raised his eyebrows. You chose a pretty flying heavy profession. Sirius laughed. A sacrifice I'm willing to make for Aki. He cleared his throat, looking down a little. One of many, I guess. Remus nodded even though Sirius wasn't looking at him. Sirius stood patting his pocket, making sure he had his phone and keycard well, see you on the bus? Yeah, Remus said at a loss. Yeah. Sirius hovered for a minute, eyes on Remus and a lip between his teeth before he nodded and took a few steps towards the door. Okay. He smiled, sort of sweetly, or as sweet as a tall, broad-shouldered hockey player can look, with a hand on the doorknob. Bye. Bye, Remus said faintly. Once the door clicked shut behind them, Remus more or less fell back down on the bed, staring at the carpet between his feet. He didn't know what just happened, but if he was taking cues from Sirius, they weren't supposed to acknowledge it. They were playing the Snakes. It was a Saturday game in just two days, and the energy that surrounded it the press, the players, the fan felt like the playoffs. It was almost agonizing to watch the boys bear it, especially Sirius, who, as Remus expected, was taking the brute of it on his own shoulders. Not that the media gave him a choice. To the world, it was captain against captain. It was as if they were two kings, old-age rivals, and this was the deciding battle. "'I'm just saying that it's bullshit,' Remus said to Moody as they were having their daily morning meeting." Here they went through each of the guys with updates or strategies to get them back on the ice or better them in any way they could. It's not how it works. This whole rivalry thing is just, it's bullshit. I'm not disagreeing with you, kid. Moody grumbled. Stop yelling at me like I am. Remus took a breath. Sorry, sorry. I just, I don't know. I'm nervous. We're all nervous. Yeah. Remus tapped his pen against his notepad, staring down at the scribbled notes he'd taken so far. At least everyone is looking good. Don't fucking jinx that! Moody reached over and scuffed him lightly on the head. Remus laughed, fine, fine. Remus thought that it wasn't really fair of him to be as nervous as he was. After all, he wasn't even playing. He wasn't serious, with every eye on him, every spotlight, every hope and expectation. I'm just bummed it's an away game. I wish it was on our turf first, you know," Moody grunted. Mm. I "Hate when they throw those fucking things on the ice." Remus groaned in agreement. The Slytherin fans had a habit of throwing those fake rubber snakes on the ice, the kind that spooked horses. It was only during playoffs, but they did it enough to make an impression. It was unnerving, sure, with the way the bouncing rubber on the ice seemed to writhe, but even more so it made Remus angry. If a blade hit that thing at the speed the players skated, Remus didn't want to see how bad that white would be. It had happened before, sure, but never to his team while he was with them. If I see one of those snakes, I'm going to toss it back into the fucking crowd, Remus said, and there was a delighted laugh from behind him. Oh, will you now? Hands clapped down on his shoulders. That's the kind of attitude I like to hear. Remus grinned before he even turned to see Pascal Dumais. He was one of the older players and so much of a father to the entire team that if they weren't calling him Dumo, they were calling him dad. Hey, welcome back, Dumo. How's the wrist? Dumo flexed it for him as if to prove it worked. Steal second line material, mon ami. Are you sure about that? Looking a little rickety there. They all looked as Logan entered the room, tan skin flushed from the slowly dropping temperatures outside. Hey! Dumo grabbed Tremsey by his shoulder and pulled him into a headlock. Mon filet conor. Oh, good. Moody sighed as he got up to give Pascal a friendly slap on the shoulder. Father and son are reunited. Pascal laughed. Are you kidding? He leaves in my basement. I get no peace. Remus laughed. Logan Tremblay was partially famous among the team because he'd billeted with Pascal and his wife and three kids his rookie season about three years ago now and just never left. He wasn't their son, but he might as well be. My built-in baby-titter, eh? Dumo said. Je <inaudible> ne Logan laughed, escaping. Pascal pinched Logan's cheek. I pay you, I pass to you, you score, you get paid, non? Remus looked on, amused, as their conversation devolved into rapid-fire French, as it often did. Some of it was too fast to him to follow, but he caught the stray insult or endearment, an oddly familiar contrast between the two of them. It had been two weeks since that road trip with Sirius, the one they didn't speak of apparently, and the boys were starting to contemplate Halloween. In the locker room after practice that day, the debates of costumes and party hosts were relieving change from the strained, nervous talk of the upcoming game against the Snakes. I go the captain's house, Logan said, throwing a balled-up piece of stick tape at Sirius in his stall. Sirius grimaced. Okay, but I can't make any of the food, unless I'm ordering something. He pointed to the tape with a raised eyebrow. Pick that up. I can't stand tape on the ground. Pascal quickly volunteered his wife, and James, Lily, and Leo piped up that he himself would make something. What? He said. I like to cook. Finn gave him a sweaty pet on the head. Of course you do, Nutty. Leo rolled his eyes at the nickname and swatted him with his goalie blocker. Remus was looking at the plays coach had drawn on one of the many whiteboards that occupied the room when a voice said from just behind him, You'll come to the party, won't you? Remus turned and Sirius was there, in a soft grey t-shirt with his number 12 on it and his hands in the pockets of his sweatpants. He had a cardinal red lion's hat keeping his hair out of his face, backwards. Yeah, sure, I mean, if I'm invited. Yeah. Remus shrugged his shoulders helplessly. Sirius took a step forward. You're always invited. Remus laughed a little, maybe from nerves, maybe from the earnest look in Sirius's eyes. Sirius smiled then too, and after a moment gave him a little punch on the shoulder and took an awkwardly large step back. Remus looked at him, bewildered. Um, cool. See you there. Sirius began to turn, but turned back again, taking his hat off, pushing his hair back, and putting it on again. Or not... Like, I'll see you before, obviously, but... Remus laughed again, a little freer, this time. Sure thing that's. Sirius cleared his throat and his smile looked a little pained, but he just retreated from the room. Remus stared after him, even when Sirius glanced back right before he turned the corner. He was pretty sure, well, he was pretty sure that felt like flirting. Nervous flirting. Very nervous flirting. He looked back at the whiteboards, but he didn't comprehend a thing this time. If Sirius Black was flirting with him, he was done for. Remus didn't have any time to test out his theory, not with the dog calendar shoot going on and them leaving for Slytherin tomorrow. It was chaotic trying to get the players in from wherever they were doing, practice workout eating, and behind the camera where they would be paired with a dog or, in this year's case, a rabbit. It was one thing to briefly think that Sirius Black was flirting with you. It was an entirely other thing to do something about it while he was standing there grinning at you and holding two sleeping beagle puppies. But Remus could try. Oops, look, Sirius whispered even though no one else was whispering. Remus smiled, took a breath, then stepped forward into Sirius's space with the excuse of petting one puppy carefully on its tiny head. Sirius didn't tell him to go, but leaned in more until Remus could feel the warmth of... Maybe it was the puppies, but Remus let himself pretend it was all Sirius. "'Look at their little faces!' Sirius said softly. "'Listen, they're snoring! Tremenyo!' Remus was trying to listen, but all he could hear was his own heart and Sirius's breathing. Their heads were bent so they were almost touching. "'They are cute!' Remus glanced up at Sirius, eyes flicking over his dark eyelashes and the faint scar at the top of one of his cheekbones, another at the top of his lip. It was familiar to the one that Remus knew ran faintly across the bridge of his nose. All hockey-related, he was sure. "'You want to hold one?' Sirius said it like it wasn't even a question, and really it wasn't. Remus held out his hands. "'Just until you're up to get your picture taken.' Sirius nodded and carefully transferred one of the sleeping puppies into Remus's waiting arms. This one's name is Pierrot, and that one's name is Puck. Remus laughed, cradling the small furry bundle close to his chest. Did you just make those up? Oui, mais c'est bon, non? Remus nodded. C'est bon. Hi, Puck. He likes you, Sirius said after a moment. Remus looked up. Sirius was looking back Remus wondered if he was just looking for signs now, or if that was maybe something. Does he? He asked quietly. Sirius opened his mouth to respond, gray eyes intent, when someone called his name. It was his turn to shoot. Sirius's mouth remained open, like the interruption had caused the words to stick in his throat. His eyes looked more frantic now, and Remus smiled back. He knew that feeling. It didn't matter if he was right about Sirius or if he was wrong. Remus didn't want him to be worried about it. Here, Remus said instead, then, after a breath, after he'd pressed the puppy back into Sirius' chest with careful hands, he likes you too. The Slytherin Stadium was teeming with green and silver and white. The crowd, amped and ferocious, frequently broke out in fits of hissing cheers that could be heard from the visitor locker room. No one's even on the fucking ice yet, Casey said from his squat on the floor. Jesus, fuck. I hate these guys. I hate everyone in this city. Fucking dirty fuckers. Fuck. All right, guys. Not the attitude we're going on the ice with. Sirius scoffed him lightly on the head as he walked by. Remus felt quietly proud of Sirius about that, but he wanted to see how long it lasted. Sirius was an incredible player. He was an incredible person, but he wasn't exactly known for being level-headed on the ice. Casey voiced his thoughts for him, scoffing. I love you, Black, but we'll see how long that lasts. Sirius shrugged as he sat in his temporary stall, legs spread wide and looking smug. Remus looked, eyes tracking down Sirius's bare, broad shoulders and his strong thighs, every muscle defined in his tight underarmor. His mouth felt dry. When he raised his eyes, Sirius was looking back and a flush had appeared at the hollows of his cheeks. Remus watched Sirius let out a breath and look down at himself briefly, then back at Remus. Remus should have taken that opportunity to look away, probably, but he didn't. There was a reason Sirius had the most marriage proposals at the glass. There was a reason he got so much attention, why he had jerked away at the mere thought of Remus's touch. Sirius wasn't just talented, he was gorgeous. And as shallow as it was, that was what the media liked. People were susceptible to that. They either loved him or they hated him so much that they would do anything to bring him down. And if Remus was right, if Sirius felt like he did, Remus didn't want to be the one to bring him down. He didn't even want to think like that. Sirius finally had to look away to one of the equipment managers, and Remus had to look away to Logan, who was asking about his skate, but a few minutes later there was a tap on his shoulder and Remus turned to see Sirius, this time with a sweatshirt. I need to make my sandwich, was all he said. Remus nodded. Right. Sirius pressed his lips together, hesitating, then jerked his chin towards the door. Let's go. Remus followed Sirius down the hallway and into the visitor's lounge, silently until they reached the empty kitchen. You suddenly decided you wanted company for this? Sirius looked back at Remus from where he was taking out the honey and bread. So? So? I didn't know you could change anything. Sirius rolled his eyes and Remus laughed, glad Sirius had caught the joke. I can change things. Remus raised an eyebrow and nodded at the bread in Sirius's hands. Don't toast that. Sirius's chest puffed out a little. He stared Remus down and then finally, like the word was being pulled out of him, he grimaced. No. no. Remus laughed, taking a seat on one of the tall stools on the counter and leaned his chin on his hand. Told you. I can, Sirius protested. Just not before a snakes game. Remus couldn't argue with that. Makes sense. The question still stands, though. The bread popped out of the toaster and Sirius took it out before dropping it onto his plate and shaking his hand out. It was adorable. Hot, Sirius said, then... What question? Why am I suddenly here? Sirius smiled a little. I can't want your company. Remus looked at him, narrowing his eyes. You're nervous. Sirius laughed. Of course I am. Tell me what you're going to be for Halloween. Remus blinked at the change in subject. What? I don't know. You're coming to my party. You better have a good idea. Remus shrugged helplessly. It's not your party, and I haven't thought about it yet. I was... What was I last year? You were a werewolf, Remus snorted. Oh yeah, you're right. You and James were, what, knights? Sirius squeezed some honey out onto his buttered toast and then came to sit next to Remus. In shining armor, Sirius held out one half of the two pieces of toast. Want? Remus looked at the toast, then at Sirius, whose eyes were soft, and he held the food out a little more firmly. Oh, sure, I mean, is that... maybe it's a new tradition, or it can be. Remus narrowed his eyes at him just a little, but took the toast and took a bite. You're full of surprises today. Just today, Sirius smiled. Apparently not, Remus thinks. Remus leaned against the locker room wall as Coach Weasley talked to the team, pacing around in a circle to look at them all, his first line card in his hand. Now, Arthur was saying, I know there's a lot of pressure in this room right now, a lot of nervous energy. I'd expect nothing less, but here's the thing, boys. Let's use that energy. Let's use that energy to our advantage. Leave it all out there on the ice. We've been through the tape. We know these snakes better than they know themselves at this point, right? There were a few claps from around the room agreement. Don't let them get into your head. Relax and play the game. We're just going to relax and play the game. Arthur looked around at them all before handing the card to Logan. Tremsey, your read. All right, boys, Logan said. First liners, you ready? James whooped loudly, banging his hand against his stall. Logan cleared his throat, resting his elbows on his knees. We've got Caner. The boys clapped between each name. We've got Holla. We've got Potts and Harsey, We've got Black. And in the cage, we've got the Blizzard. There was more banging, more hollering, the boys psyching themselves up before everyone was standing, ready to file out onto the ice for warm-ups. It was crazy loud now. Remus was already flinching to think about what it was going to be like out on the ice. In the hallway, they listened to the snakes be announced to their home stadium. They listened to the Slytherin fans cheer and hiss, screaming for their team. It all turned to booing once the Lions were given their cue to skate on. The crowd was a menacing glitter of silver and green. Remus watched Casey make it to his goal and start digging his skates in, going back and forth, marking up the crease for friction and easy stops. He watched James go through his stretches. Sirius usually did on-ice stretching too, and boy did Remus love to watch that, but not for snakes games. Here he'd done all he needed to in the safety of the locker room. Then Remus turned his eyes to the snake's side of the practice rink. Snape was easy to spot. He didn't warm up with his helmet on, and his dark, chin-length hair glistened greasily in the greenish light of the snake's laser show, meant to get the crowd going. Remus's skin prickled at the sight of him. He was being fed pucks for his one-timer, shot just from the left circle of the goal, It was lethal, and Remus was not looking forward to watching him use it in the game. They had Riddle in goal, of course. Tom Riddle was notoriously vicious and aggressive. Besides Snape, he was practically the face of the snakes, so much so that Crabbe, the backup goalie, barely got any ice time. When they say that goalies are crazy, which they are, even Casey's a little manic about stuff, they had Riddle specifically in mind. The guy taunted players to no end with a sneering smile and dark, pupilless eyes. Riddle turned from where he was blocking his teammates' practice shots for some water, and the coiled skin of a snake that was painted onto the front of his helmet morphed into the strange yellow eyes of the animal on the back. Remus hated it. He got the joke, eyes in the back of his head and all, but he hated it. He hated Riddle even more because he was good. He was really good. They called him the Sphinx, impossible to figure out riddle, nearly impossible to get past. But so was Casey, the blizzard. Malfoy was glued to Snape's side, as usual. They were at large thought to be the sort of equivalent to Sirius and James, but Remus didn't see it. Snape was constantly sneering at Malfoy, yelling and correcting. They meshed, sure, but only through their coach's pure force. Coach Karkarov was brutal with his methods and fought dirty whenever he could. Last season, Remus had seen him tell Caro, their enforcer, their biggest hitter, to slash Dumo right in the wrist, resulting in his injury. The bone had jutted out on the ice. It had been terrible. Blood everywhere. Remus wasn't even sure how Caro had managed it so quickly. He didn't like to think about it. And then there was Regulus. Regulus Black. The biggest story this summer, nearly overtaking Sirius' ankle and Snape's dirty hit. Regulus Black, younger brother of Gryffindor Lions Captain Sirius Black, gets drafted first overall, just like his older brother. But this time, it was to the snakes. Remus had watched the draft at home with his parents and Julian, and even Julian had known how big of a deal this was. Sirius' parents had been there, stiff but approving as the younger version of Sirius had walked onto the stage, shook hands with Karkarov, with the team's general manager, Dolores Humbridge, and slipped on a green and silver jersey. Sirius was there, too, to give his younger brother a tight hug before he descended to the stage. Regulus had shaken him off. They denied it, but all the cameras caught it. Rivalry was there in an instant, plastered across every blog, every paper, every screen, But Regulus was just a rookie, and people far favored the old fan favorite competition of the captains. Remus saw Sirius glance over at his baby brother a few times. He even braved a few strides towards center ice before giving up. Regulus hadn't even spared him a glance. Instead, he was on one knee with Snape, who was talking quickly. Remus ached for Sirius. He didn't know what he'd do if Julian decided he hated him. The two teams steered well clear of each other during warm-ups until they both lined up at center ice, Casey coming a little ways out of his goal, and all the lights dimmed. The anthem was a blur. All Remus could focus on was Sirius's bowed head, dark hair falling into his eyes, helmet pressed against his chest, the soft slope of his nose and parted lips. Remus licked his lips and thought of the honey from earlier. He didn't think Sirius was religious, and Remus wasn't either, but they were both praying to something. The lights came up and the snake's announcer riled the crowd. Sirius number 12 skated to center ice. Snape 13 did the same for the first face-off of the game. The referee dropped the puck and they were off.